Welcome to Big Blend Radio, where we celebrate variety and how it adds spice to quality of life. And the winner is Johnny Schaefer. That's who's here on Big Blend Radio today. You know, Johnny uh, Schaefer is an amazing singer. He is a composer. And he also consults musicians. He's like, he works with musicians on their songs. He's just an amazing human being. And he's on our show, our Big Daily Blend show, every first Sunday. Because that means we get to kick off the month every month with him in a positive way because Johnny is positive. He also has a Facebook group that's all about gratitude. And I think I need to get back involved every time I even see Johnny on Facebook. I'm like, I didn't post my gratitude thing today and I'm in so much trouble. I'm in gratitude trouble, Johnny. Welcome back. How are you? Mm -hmm. I'm great. Thank you, Lisa. So nice to be here with you again. Hey, listen. Happy March. Yes, it's March. We're marching forth. Yeah, it's it may the force be with you on this. Um, it's Women's History mm-hmm. Month, which we love, right? Um, it's yes. Irish uh, American Month too. We we love the Irish, um, and the mm-hmm. music of Ireland. Oh, we could have done that today too, uh, the podcast. Yeah. But today mm-hmm. we're going to talk about soundtracks for movies because in one week from now is the Oscars, the big celebration, and that's when we talk about the winner is so. I do want to ask you before we go forth. I don't really get in trouble in the gratitude club club, do I? If I don't show up on time, no, and post no, every day. it's a. It's something you to be grateful like about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's always uh, you know it's the kind of a thing where whenever you feel like expressing gratitude, uh, everybody's there to uh, share it with you and celebrate. And I, uh, I just love you know I like I to do it every soon. day, but I don't even always yeah. do it. Go ahead. We're supposed to do it every day. It's supposed to be five things yeah. we post. It's, mm-hmm. it's called the Gratitude Club yeah. on Facebook, right? And you'll see it's like a purple sign. Yes. And um, mm-hmm. I yeah. love reading everyone's posts because they remind me that you don't have to have something big in life to be grateful. And sometimes people are just like, I have a roof over my head. I have food in my belly. I was able to get groceries mm-hmm. today. Things like that. And yeah. I go, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we've got to get back to the basics and you know nancy and i travel the country right and we were listening to a financial podcast the other day on the way uh it was on it wasn't mm-hmm. a podcast it was on the radio i don't know who what and mm-hmm. when but this lady was talking and helping pe- taking callers and all of that and you know it was interesting and this lady called in and it was freaky her husband wouldn't allow her to have her accounts like she didn't know how much money wow. they had as a couple wow they, they wow. have two kids and nine and 13 or something. And they're like, this is abusive. Like, ding, ding, ding. We're putting you through a counselor off air, like winning, went mm. to help them, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and help this lady. But this lady has no clue. And she has to ask her husband for money. Yet she makes wow. more money than him. She makes 100000 wow. a year and he makes sixty. But he's controlling the wow. finances and she's not allowed. So it was crazy, right? Wow. But um, they started talking about beyond this, I'm getting to the gratitude part. They were talking about like what is healthy, what is not healthy. And they were talking about that is um, not healthy behavior in a relationship or for yourself. And they were trying to tell her how to get their own. She gets her own bank account. And it was kind of freaky actually. Um, Cause it was like, what if the husband heard and, 
you know, and they were like, mm, do yeah. an ultimatum mm -hmm. to the husband, but then they're like, or, is he abusive physically? And I'm like, holy cow, this is going wow. places we don't want. Yeah. But then they started talking about the fact of contentment was the word. And this lady had mm. written a book and she said it was like a journal of journaling, gratitude and contentment because part of why people get in trouble financially is not being content with what they have. So they keep buying bigger and bigger things. And, you know, Nancy and I travel, like we said, and we see what people purchase themselves into as we travel. Mm -hmm. Not going to get in trouble from, you know, especially younger generations. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. we had just come out of this pet set where um, we realized that people had done that. And we're not, and, and they realized it too, and they were moving and everything. So I'm not giving anything mm -hmm. personal away. Yeah. But it was just about mm -hmm. decision decisions you make from what you were taught as kids. Like you must have this, you know, house, you must have this, you must have that, and you must have a family. And then they realize, well, this isn't us. This sucks. We we need to move and we need to get out of this, what we just bought ourselves into. And um all the accoutrements that go into all of that. It's almost like a trap. So they mm -hmm. had they did a swift you know, like, ooh, we're not doing that. So I thought about that with the Gratitude Club, that how instrumental is it that people do it to realize that they actually have more than what they think they have and it could save them because financial frustration sucks. It's one of the worst oh, things yeah. on the planet. It kills people. Literally. I worked... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I worked in the financial services industry for over 30 years uh, before I started doing music full-time. And uh, my, uh, I was uh, in charge of doing financial literacy training out in the community. And Ooh. I, over my career, I taught over 10,000 people. Wow. I used to do a lot of seminars for the Girl Scouts because one, uh, two of the credit unions I worked for were the credit union for the Girl Scouts in our area. So wow. I did a lot of like their patch ceremonies and stuff. And, um, and, you know, one of the things that we talked about was wants versus needs, you know, do I want this or do I need it? And, and, um, yeah, you're absolutely right that, uh, we lose, sometimes we lose perspective because the, all, you know, the ads on TV and the people around us are always telling us what we don't have, you know, and you need this, you have to have this and this will make you happy. And to compete and, with your neighbors. And, We're still doing keep up yeah, with the Jones and the yeah. Smiths and, and, don't leave leave my last name. I didn't do it. I didn't make the word Smith. But <laughs> like we do that. We want to keep up with the neighbors. Yeah. They have this. I need to get mm -hmm. something better, right? And that's yeah, insane. absolutely. Oh, yeah, so and weird. I think you know, I I learn a lot even after all these years of doing the gratitude club. When I read people's gratitude posts, oh yeah, I'm grateful for that too. And I I believe that we get more of what we focus on. So the more that we reinforce the the blessings that we have and the the all the the things that we do have, uh, we're we're telling the universe, yeah, I'm abundant and I have things and I, you know, and and it's yeah, it's putting stuff in perspective and and and, uh, and a lot of the stuff that I'm grateful for isn't even you know uh, things. It's it's. Uh, a lot of a lot of times I'll I'll get a, a, an idea for a song and and I'll post gratitude that I got this great idea for a song. No or, wait, Johnny. Uh, Listen, your posts <laughs> make me hungry all 
the time. <laughs> You're always like, this kind of cheese, these nuts, and this. And I'm like, really? You're going to do that to me? I'm on the road right now. Um, all I'm getting is Cheetos. Like what, you know, and, and listen, nobody wants the Cheetos. Eventually you do get sick from them and it's not good. Um, and also you get orange all over your car, but like your, your posts are always like you, for some, you have this, I don't know, you're just posting these ingredients that are amazing, but you make me want to eat healthy every time. And like it, 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 it like tastes delicious. I don't know if it's the order you're putting them in. I don't know what it is, but just you're just listing really healthy, good food for us, and it's not cake and ice cream and you know all that. But you make me hungry every single post you do. So you eat pretty healthy, huh? It sounds like, and and yeah, well, it makes me feel refreshed reading your food. Like let let me put it that way. (laughs) I feel like oh, I did good today. I read Johnny's post. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's kind of by default because um, my husband Paco, he's like the most disciplined person I know. And like six years ago, he was told that he um, he uh, was diabetic, and like his A1Cs were like oh. 13. And the doctor said, "Okay, I want to put you on medicine now." He goes, "Well, mm-hmm. you know, this is news to me. Give me some time." She goes, "Well, I shouldn't, but I'll give you three months." And he right away, like, delved into researching stuff, and he immediately put himself on a really low-carb diet, uh, intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. and then he he exercises pretty much every day. And he got his A1C down to six in three months. He's never had wow. to go on medication. That's and fantastic. he's an and amazing cook. Yeah. That's amazing so because then, it helps your heart. Your heart health is directly oh, yeah. connected, yeah. right? And now mm-hmm. they're saying that yeah. diabetes is actually not about sugar in your body. There's some new thing. Nancy was just telling me in the car yesterday, or the day before, whatever day it was, who knows? She was like, diabetes isn't what we've all been thinking for years. There's like some new study, but who knows if it's mm-hmm. you know one of those things floating mm-hmm. around. Yeah. So I yeah, don't yeah. know what's going on, but the reality is, you you know when you're doing something for your body. Does your body feel better when you start doing healthy steps? It's like it's almost like thank you oh, for yeah. finally acknowledging me. Like you've ignored yeah. me for years and now like I was walking dogs twice a day, two dogs twice a day, two hour walks. That's I was doing two hours a day of walking after being mm-hmm. snowed in, you know, for a mm-hmm. few months. So Let's not talk about Mm -hmm. the extra tire I have, you know, just, you know, um, (laughs) if we ever get a flat tire, I know where to go. But, you know, and so I'm walking and my body just started like I slept better. Like, honestly, everything changes, you know, and and Mm -hmm. we didn't drink as much wine either, which kind of sucks. But actually, Mm -hmm. the energy Mm -hmm. level spikes and you're sleeping, your sleeping gets better, you know. When well, you, I, you know, are more cut, active. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, um, you know, we exercise regularly and then I've also pretty much cut most sugar. You know, I definitely splurge sometimes, but, uh, sugar is really not good for me. And I, I, now that I've cut a lot of it out, I, I just feel way better, you know? And, um, now do you, do you, when I, you say sugar, do you cut out fruit? Too when you do that, or are you talking about processed uh, sugar? I uh, process processed sugar. I, I eat less fruit than I used to. 
But depending on the fruit, some may eat more than other fruits. You know, Let me um, tell you what sugar does. Sugar, so when we travel and we drive, and I drive these insane distances and through insane conditions all the time, they should have, I should have my own like travel channel of driving stupid things through snow, (laughs) ice, behind trucks, Mm -hmm. like, you know, all kinds Mm -hmm. of weird stuff. But this is a downfall. It's not a good thing. It's not positive. And I do not recommend it to anybody. So I got in this really bad habit of gummy bears or anything chewy, like all those stupid candy, chewy candy, sweet Mm. things. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's Mm -hmm. all the hydrogenated stuff, the all the stuff you should. It is not good. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I feel okay. You know, it's because I'm chewing. So it's making my brain more active and focused. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee you with and I won't stop like, right, it's bad. And I'm going to have to go to fruit Mm -hmm. or something, but then I crunch and then I drive Nancy nuts. So we have to have Mm. this balance. (laughs) But I will tell you, like you feel alert. All of a sudden it's like coffee, right? And now I I keep telling myself, just go get a cup of coffee. uh, Soda makes me sick. I can't drink soda. And Mm -hmm. I drink soda on the road. You know, I don't do any of this. As soon as we start driving, here comes all the sugar. My body goes literally into shock. It jumps Mm, up. It's like, let's go. And I'm going to say 30 to 45 minutes. I want to slump over. I'm done. I'm out. I went up. I went Mm -hmm. down. Bing, bong. And I'm going, like, this is real. And all the doctors talk about it. I don't know if I got the times right or whatever. But I know that I go up and I go down and it ain't nice. You know, the only sugar Mm -hmm. I truly, Nancy and I eat, like, in in our diet, the only sugar Mm -hmm. is wine. And it's fermented mm, sugar, mm. and that's okay. Yeah. But mm. but other sugars, like we don't do soda, we don't do any of that stuff. Maybe a teaspoon of sugar yeah. in coffee. Normally stevia, mm-hmm. if that. I swear yeah. to God, we, we... I watch my body go through rapid, insane changes whenever I do this, and I need to stop it. Well, <clears throat> I saw an interview with uh, Bernadette Peters, and they were, they were talking about how she oh, looks yeah, so yeah. young. She goes, well, I gave up sugar decades ago and um she goes i really attribute it to that she says i just you know and bit midler said that too yeah so So. by the way everyone we are going to do a podcast about soundtracks and oscars and movies but (laughs) we always have to do housekeeping of money and and food first and gratitude it's always going to happen yeah um i didn't know about the money thing but i was thinking about the gratitude that was really Mm -hmm. about it um but i didn't know that you were that Mm -hmm. like Doing that in the banking world, you know, I just thought you had a suit yeah, on and we had mm-hmm. to come in and say, do we have enough money for a loan? <laughs> and I, you know, that's the weird thing. Go in for a loan when you have no money. And then they tell you, you have no money. So I'm not loaning you any money. And you go, but that's why I'm yeah. going for a loan. And it's like, you know, yeah, and I think it's yeah. so hard now for people in, in this mm-hmm. world. And so many people want to do the entrepreneurial thing after covid and getting into things yeah. it's so hard and you really mm-hmm. really if you really want to do it do it but you are going to have to cut back on things most of the time depending yeah. on who you are in your situation mm-hmm. some people don't mm-hmm. um but I, I don't know i think the discipline's good wouldn't you say johnny because you're an entrepreneur as a musician that the discipline is an important thing oh it's crucial i mean you and you have to keep up with you know, with, with whatever industry you're in and you have to make yourself as knowledgeable as you can and you have to keep at it. 
and stay positive and oh. you know and and that's you know it's it's uh it's a struggle i mean i i I know a lot of musicians i mean some that have been very successful in the past who are trying to find their way in this new landscape and it's it's uh challenging you know yeah you're in the um, sea you're in the sea and you yeah. have to try and be up mm-hmm. and be above everybody in the sea yet mm-hmm. work with everybody too you know collaborate mm-hmm. and rise above and and be positive yet the world of ai is a whole other thing too which we talk about and that, this is mm-hmm. interesting i i love this and i you know in our in our magazines we're starting to show all of our experts as we do things, because we want people to understand the world of podcasting, I feel like is almost one of the last mediums we have of, you know, mm-hmm. I know that they could probably copy a podcast and a conversation, but it's not the same. We have conversations. Right. We can't yeah. not have that. A podcast, you yeah. listen to half of these YouTube videos that people do to make money using AI, generated AI, everything. They'll go up there and they make mm-hmm. money off of YouTube doing AI generated crap am i allowed to say the word mm-hmm. crap is that bad crud stuff <laughs> it's not cool so this i and mm-hmm. i said all that just to prove we're not ai are we you know nope. i say a lot of things yeah. just to prove we're not ai you know um <laughs> so and i think what what is interesting about going into the soundtracks for the oscars oscars coming up uh, october 10th everyone 6 p.m central time is a big deal movies is that a thing, do you think, about, like, number one, the soundtracks are huge, right? But I always feel mm-hmm. like the Grammys, the music, like, sometimes so many things are left off. Like, the sound of a movie is so crucial. Not just the soundtrack, but the sound yeah. you hear throughout create the atmosphere. Even when you go to theaters, Galaxy Theater was the last theater I went to with Nancy um, in mm-hmm. Tulare. California, you know Tulare, up mm, the road from yeah. you in Portugal, mm-hmm. where where you mm-hmm. were born, and yeah. you know, um, yeah, they have these seats that will move according to what's going on in the movie. But now they oh, have wow. like these surround sound moving kind of seats, and the filmmakers mm-hmm. are now having to record in different waves for different things. Are you watching it on Netflix? Like how we do podcasts, I have to do a podcast platform. Mm-hmm. For audio, and then this is for Facebook and YouTube, MP4, MP3 here, different artwork, Mm -hmm. different things. So as they record these movies and film them and then do the output, they have to do, like, this is for theaters that have this kind of audio seating. I I don't remember the name of it. I wish I did. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, I mean, Nancy has it in her software of what she does for video making and stuff. And I'm sure Paco, your husband does all that too right where you have to output it accordingly but it's actually Mm -hmm. even the sounds and the little clips of a song like i always think about movies where you hear a car door close and you can hear whatever that was on the radio in the car sets the tone of the scene Mm -hmm. immediately yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. do you do that when you make movies um... for your music do you have to go through all that too well, um, you mean like music videos? Mm-hmm. Do you have to think um, about, or is it mostly? Yeah, we I, a lot of discuss- We're doing that now with a release that I'm getting ready to do. We're just talking about, you know, and it's funny because um, I'm, you know, Paco's very visual and I'm very auditory. And so 
you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to talk about what I want to show. And he's all, we only have four minutes, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and I, he's Get all, you want to, to tell the a point, whole story Johnny. and, you know, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and uh, so, you know, he's all, you know, try to, try to imagine, you know, you, it takes time to set this scene up and all that. And so we kind of go back and forth mm. about, you know, how, how that's going to play out. And oh. um, it's, yeah, there's a lot of thought that goes into, uh, and people approach it different ways. Some people just go shoot a bunch of footage and then figure out the video afterwards. And other people do a storyboard and plan everything ahead of time. So they know exactly what, you know, <clears throat> where each scene is going to be and they shoot to that storyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other things in between that there, or there might be a live performance. So you might sing in front of a green screen. And so it's, you know, it's, it's all about choices. And when you were talking about AI, that's my thing about just all of this is for me, art is choices. It's just a series of one choice after another, whether it's a painter choosing where to, what colors to use and, how to use the brush and where to, where to put this line and all that, every single choice together makes the painting. And then in, in the studio, it's just a series of choices, what notes to play, who's playing it, what instruments, what words are you using, and, and, and how loud. And, and, and so if the people aren't making the choices, how is it, what, what's the point to me? Like it's, and people are, you know, letting a computer make all those choices, and yeah. then they're saying, "Oh, look what I did!" Well, well no, you, you didn't make any of the choices. Well, Nancy and I just did a podcast thing. Um, we did a new recording for a different show that we're doing, our road trip show, and I did a new mm-hmm. voiceover kind of thing, and then had the podcast, and I went, "Oh, I needed to balance these sounds better between the audio of that and then the podcast." And then I was like, no, mm-hmm. actually, they, it's the dynamic. It kind of leads you in and the podcast is louder, like this weird thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going, uh-huh. in AI, would it just go, oh, everything needs to be the same thing? Like, then I'm going, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what? I want it to be real. I want like, mm-hmm. this is us. This is who we are. It's not perfect. Yeah. Nothing. And mm-hmm. I am almost shooting for imperfection now. And I'm a perfectionist, yeah. annoying perfectionist human being. And nothing is ever perfect that comes out of anything. Nancy's laughing in the background. Um, I'm not good <laughs> at being perfect, but I strive to be. I'm annoying about it. But now I'm going, there's, we need to be imperfect to. Yeah. Well, the, you know, when they talk about a face, they say that the imperfections are what cause the, you know, the beauty. And, and I mean, I've heard that before about like makeup artists and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and the, 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 the criticism that I hear a lot about AI art that gets put out is, oh, it's too perfect. Like every, every it, it doesn't have any humanity in it. And, and I think what they're saying is that little imperfections are, are what give it character. You know, I went to the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam a couple of years mm. ago, and I mm. got to see the paintings up close. And mm. I was really, it really came, you know, was brought home to me how there are so many layers like he, the, the paint, paintings were very bumpy because he did different layers on different parts of the painting where he just mm-hmm. kept adding paint on and especially and with the palette. All, yeah. He yeah. Did all palette and all work. of those yeah. are with all those. Yeah. And those are all choices that he made. And it's that all of that goes into that 
you know, that art. And so, oh, yeah, you make a huge point. So, art AI yeah. removes texture because it wants this yeah. weenie weenie thing. And that's mm-hmm. what I'm seeing yeah. in how people live today in cities, right? They buy into mm-hmm. these complexes where everything looks identical. Yes. People are buying yes. the same cars. The cars mm-hmm. aren't even a car. I, I went to go help a friend to drive him to an airport. I went to the airport, swapped positions, and could drive home in their car. Now, you know, Nancy and I travel the country, and we're in our car, and we've been in this car for years. This is my baby. And this lady, if this car needs a new engine, that's what's happening. Like, it's just like, I feel like this car should be in a museum with everything it's been through <laughs> and done. And it's like, it's my, it's, it's a living being to me. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, so I'm way outdated on cars of today. Well, now cars don't, you have to push a button. There's no key yet. They have a key The you know, mm-hmm. well, I went to go and pick them up in their car. And I reverse out and the car just says, no, we're not doing this. And I'm doing mm-hmm. absolutely everything. You know what it is? My face doesn't recognize. I'm not recognized. It's wow. so we're that. And then they're like, no, no, it's not that. It's not that. They were. I was able to drive back in. I'm like, that's because it's recognized your face. I looked it up on Google. You. This is insanity. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great thing regarding, you know, uh, security. So I'm not anti it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going, what if you needed to get someone to an emergency hospital? Oh, sorry. My car Mm -hmm. doesn't recognize you. Like, what? it's kind of this weird thing. And we are going to beam up. We're all going to become alien people. We're Mm going to become green people with big eyes. And I don't know. Maybe it's more (laughs) fun. I don't know. I'm not anti it. (laughs) I'm not really scared of it. But I just feel like we have to Mm -hmm. have some balance of okay, we're human and this is not mm-hmm. human, but it's getting weird. It's mm-hmm. starting to get really weird. You yeah. know? So, I don't know. Yeah, I just think, um, I think humans should tell human stories, uh, you know, like what does what is, what is a machine know of love and heartache and and joy and, I mean, I don't know. It's just... Well, isn't that just, the power of movies? We're telling the stories, yeah, yeah. like the filmmakers, yeah. the actors, the musicians, the, the makeup crew. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. Yeah. All these movies up for, you know, awards and everything. They did so mm-hmm. much. There's so many people involved to make this one piece of art that it has this big here. It's in the theaters. Now you can watch it on, you know, your TV, right? Mm-hmm. Like your music videos go from here's your little thing on your computer screen, your phone. But then people can see it on giant TVs in their rooms, mm-hmm. in their house, wherever they are, yeah. you know, it changes, right? Yeah. And be watching the, Yeah, I like to watch my videos on. Yeah. yeah, on the big yeah, screen. Yeah, I like to watch them on TV. Yeah. And when um, the You Can't Hide the Light video that uh did with Melissa, uh, mm-hmm. we, we've been, we've done some film festivals and I've gotten to see it on a big movie screen. And it's amazing. It's like such a great feeling. You oh, know, that's to hear cool. the music bouncing around the theater. And yeah, it's it's really cool. People watch podcasts on their, our video podcasts on their TV. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been oh, in yeah. homes with it there. And I'm like, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I'm hiding. 
I'm going behind because I'm shy. You know what I mean? I'm not. It doesn't sound like it, but I am. I'm like, no, dude. Look at the guest. Look at the guest. Not me. Look at that. Look at that. Not me. You know, look at that person. They're the expert. Not me. I'm just doing that. But yeah, it's 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 a trick, isn't it? How how things have changed yeah. from twenty, thirty years ago, hasn't it? You know. Um, Nancy oh, yeah. and I look at that all the time. I mean, we didn't do podcasting until what, 17 years ago? When it, what podcasting was barely a word, wasn't even a word. It was like vlogging mm-hmm. was someone just writing a journal online to suddenly, oh, it's a career, you know, and mm, yeah. it's just, mm-hmm. isn't it wild? It's cool. Oh, yeah. That, and, yeah. And in the music industry for you, isn't it cool that you can have things that you handle versus somebody else dictating what you do mm-hmm. in a way yeah, like you want, absolutely. Oh, we want the yeah. label and the money, but then they're also going to screw your art, you know, at the same yeah. time, depending on the label, there are some good labels out there. Mm-hmm. There are, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but yeah. we have more independence now in a weird way. And then, and in another mm-hmm. way, we really have not, um, I won't get into that, but let's go to the movies again, mm. right? So, are you going to watch the Oscars this year? Are you going to do it? Are you going to uh, party? Yeah, What's you it? know it, it's yeah. I don't know if we'll do a party, but you know it's funny. I don't know if you remember two years ago, uh, they the Oscars announced that they were not going to show several categories on the telecast, and they were to me. There were some of the most important categories, the music, the, the best musical score and the best editing. And um, let's see, I believe it was sound. It was like four categories that are that are fundamental parts of the filmmaking industry. And they just they decided to do those awards off TV so that they could have the hosts bantering more and things like that. And they thought that people wanted that more. And so that year we actually boycotted. We didn't, a lot of my musician friends did not watch the Oscars and we all wrote to them. And then thankfully last year they brought it back. They said, okay, you know, you guys have spoken. We, you know, we realized, and there were these videos going around where they would, they would take a, like um, a music video that was really popular or a scene from a movie and they would put like the Muppets in there, the music from the Muppets in there. And and they would they would edit it really well so that it looked like it was actually that was the music that was supposed to be that they were dancing to, and they said, "See, music matters," you know, and and or they would take films and they would take the the music background out of the film and show the scene and how wow. it completely changed everything, and so it music and and then also without the editors, you know, you don't have a film. So, um, so yeah, we're, I'm really grateful that they brought all that back. Um, you know, the, again, they're, they're giving the composers their due in, in, the, in the telecast the way they should. And so, well, I think they've um, had to yeah. do a lot of different things because of even the writer strikes that it kind of yeah. like, mm-hmm. you need to start getting a grip people, you know, you, you mm-hmm. need to have acknowledgement. I mean, we do a California employment law episode every month with Ward Heinrichs. He's an attorney in San Diego. And it blows my mm-hmm. mind because all of this affects the music and film industry, non-compete oh, laws yeah. and agreements. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, bro culture was the last one too. One of the last ones we did, 
And it was all of this, you know, it was it California's notorious California, Washington State, New York. One starts, the other follow, right? And they're all mm-hmm. about like, hello, these are the people doing the work. Like, right, I think is Uber and Lyft still striking in Chicago, LA, and places going, hey, mm-hmm. we're not doing this. You're screwing us. And so, um, yeah. oh, I don't know if this, I can say that word. Let's ask that AI, shall we? <laughs> um, but, but, it, but, but that's mm-hmm. the truth. It, people are getting mm-hmm. used. And the creative arts, you can't actually put the arts are priceless. So it's mm-hmm. like, to me, the value of the arts is, you know, there's an idea, there's thinking, there's follow through, there's concept, there's creating this. And um, it, it's just so invaluable. And it transcends time, it transcends mm-hmm. everything and connects, it goes, you know, the ripple effect is huge. You know, it, it's just so big that you really, and people monetize it. It's like we do real estate. Yet at the same time, it's really not our land. You know, this is nature's land. Who, mm-hmm. who says yeah. that, oh, mm-hmm. this is ours. This is mine now. You know, oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. You, you think the Native Americans didn't walk across that land before you in this country? Yeah. Maybe the Spanish, yeah. the Mexicans, they walked mm-hmm. across that probably before you. Maybe they should put a stake on it. You know, yeah. oh, no, we're going to do it over war. You know, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought about that a lot. How so many things? No, no, no. But I, no, no. But a lot of things were decided before we ever were born. We were born into this world where a lot of that, you know, all the land was spoken for, uh, resources were spoken for, water, you know, things that maybe God intended for us all to share, and and people grabbed them up, and and uh, it's odd to me. Like sometimes I think about it, and it's just. You know, so many things are are already decided when we're born, and and uh, um, I don't know. It's just Ooh, it's. But that's what the arts you know, do. It's supposed to make you think. Yeah. The arts bring mm-hmm. back critical yeah. thinking. And I wonder yeah. how much critical mm-hmm. thinking are we doing when we're stuck on phones and typical, like even mm-hmm. emojis. Maybe that makes us think a little bit. Are we going to use the eggplant? No, we're going to use this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just in one of those snarky moods. But it, it's um, what maybe that's our, is, is that our level of thinking? How far are we go? Yeah. Are we going to one mm-hmm. level, two level? How many levels far are we going in critical thinking? And I'm scared that mm-hmm. we are losing critical thinking and um, basic politeness basic humanity oh, yeah. like humane ways of communicating and now we're going to add mm-hmm. this huge thing of ai on top of it not going to it is here and mm-hmm. so where yeah. are we and and i'm worried about our younger generation big time in that oh yeah um, i can I, with what we do nancy and i we're seeing it we're seeing this radical change of how people treat each other and it's a very mm-hmm. sad thing. I mean, I, you know that really um, we just launched our new Women Making History podcast, right? And it's yeah. really about, awesome. um, yeah, you're going to be with Melissa Manchester. It's going to be, it's this whole new thing. And it just happened. Nice. And it came to us through some things that happened. And one of it was that we realized women 
and we've known this through the years, but it just as a certain recent thing happened and we're like, you know what? Um, that's um, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna watch my language. But um it's when women do not support each other. There's times to maybe communicate and say right or wrong or this and that, but we have now just witnessed again how women tear each other down over being competitive. So mm-hmm. we can be competitive mm-hmm. in anything. But our, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like what's going on politically. So do you want your kid, like I, when I was growing up, if you were going to be nominated to be president, holy cow, that's huge. Male or female. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. a leadership position that's amazing. Now people are tearing each other apart over it. It's I'm not going to go into what side and all that, mm-hmm. but it's now all these commercials are their teardowns instead of this is how I'm going to lead and rise up. No, it's a teardown. And we're noticing it and women too are tearing down. Um, There's a lot who don't. So I'm, I'm just saying there Mm -hmm. are, Mm -hmm. we're noticing it in um, someone's got studies on all of this, but you know what I mean? It's like, we need to raise up as we raise youth. We need to raise up, not down. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I, I was mean? talking to someone about this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, we were talking about how, like it, I used to hire people, you know, when I was mm-hmm. back in the financial services industry and I would interview them. And, you know, if someone came in and said, you should hire me because that person is horrible. And that in like, and they started down oh, talking no, to other no. people, I would out. not give them the time of day. And yet yeah. we're supposed to hire these people to run our government and make decisions for us based on how they trash the other people that are applying for the job, essentially. It's a very odd thing to me that how, you know, politics is kind of unique in that way. Well, how, how do you think, like, okay, so these award shows, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. interesting, too, how people mm-hmm. get in there and, like, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think, is one of the most interesting things. Tom Morello, yeah. <laughs> like famously, like basically gave them the middle finger and then ended up mm. on the voting list, like ended up on the board <laughs> or something. And now he's like, okay, now it's cool. I'm like, dude, I really liked you. You know, this is weird. Is it a sellout? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say about it yet. I got to think about it. But mm-hmm. didn't he just get also put in the Hall of Fame? Mm, just saying. Um <laughs> Did that just mm-hmm. happen? It did. It did, didn't it? Um, but the Oscars and everything, these are prestigious things that, you know, but why aren't we doing this for teachers and all of that too? Yeah. Like I want to have a healthcare worker and nobody cares because the healthcare worker isn't, you know, it, it's like we're glorifying mm-hmm. so much. And I, I believe we should, you know, glorify the arts and everything because it's a huge part of our lives. But don't you think healthcare workers are too? Um Mm-hmm. So I kind of I'm I'm weird about all of this. I love the Oscars and I think we should celebrate it. It's mm-hmm. something that does bring everyone together. Multiple people mm-hmm. will watch a movie and have some form of conversation because they watch the same movie where maybe they would be arguing over politics. Hey, we watched Oppenheimer and now we can have a conversation that we can uh, at least have a conversation that's not killing each other. You know, so in a way I mm-hmm. think the arts do that and these awards have a way where people do get together, but they also got a little weird at it at a yeah. point, you know? Yeah. Of, um, you know, it's, yeah. 
I can see both sides. You know, I, yeah. you know, I've, I won awards for my music and it's been helpful to me to be able, because most people don't know who I am and I can say award-winning singer songwriter, you know, I've won the UK songwriting contest. I've won film festivals for my music videos and it, it does help, but, but it's all arbitrary. I mean, to, to, to say one piece of art is better than another piece of art is kind of, it's so subjective. And so I, you know, I, um, I think it's a way of celebrating uh, art that moves us. But, um, but to say, you know, oh, it, it, you know, it beat that or it's, you know, it's better than that. It, it's, you know, they're different things. It's apples and oranges a lot of times. And um, so I, I'm kind of of two minds about it. I mean, I, I'm certainly grateful. I would, if I ever won a Grammy, I would be ecstatic, you know, and I know people who have won Grammys and it changed their lives. Absolutely. Because just to be able to say Grammy award winner, you know, or Oscar winner, it, you know, it does put you in a different league. It helps. It helps. Like we get press releases, we get bombarded daily with, I Mm. mean, yeah, I hate it when we travel because yeah. I'm like, oh man, I'm like when I, st- you know, oh, <laughs> I don't know. and then you end up deleting, and and sometimes I delete things I'm not supposed to delete, and things happen, and I don't mean to, but if it is, you know, I'll be honest, if it's an Oscar winner, an Emmy winner, or something like that, you're gonna pay more attention, and they normally are yeah. in the subject line, and you're going to, you're mm-hmm. going to because someone did their job to get there. That's true too. Yeah. They, it's, I when don't it, think anybody lands there, right? They don't land yeah. there without a, doing their due diligence in their right. career. I, I just don't believe that. I, I think, right. I think everybody that gets nominated and is there did something to get there, period. You know? Yeah. And they're, they're voted on by their peers, you know, in the recording academy and the motion picture academy. And, you know, mm-hmm. my, uh, I'm involved with the Citing Composers and Lyricists and they have their award show. And it's other composers and lyricists who are voting on it. So you're you're being recognized by the people who do the same thing, who are who know what it's like to be up at four AM recording a song or writing a song and or writing a score and, and you know, so it, it does it does it's it's validation. And that, that for me when I won the UK songwriting contest, it was yeah. validation. It made me feel like, okay, I'm you know, I am I do belong here. I, mm. I, you know, I, 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 it, I'm. You did something. It made um, it. It made the yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. like winning a race. Yep. You won a race. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I think it's important because at the end of the day, it also brings us to the point of the importance of the arts. So movies. Mm-hmm. What I love about movies, it's visual and audio, right? Yeah. Um, it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nancy oh, yeah. and I were talking about this the other day. Because as we get into where we have a whole other project I'm not allowed to talk about yet with our Love Your Parks tour. And then the, I'm not allowed mm. to talk about any of it. I'm, I need to shut up. But we were talking about the, <laughs> uh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But um, okay. oh, this is killing me. I hate not being able to talk about everything. It sucks. Don't yeah. ever tell me a secret, but I will keep mm. it. But like I will... <laughs> I'll get an ulcer, like you know. Um, but but we were talking about this power of like I put up a photo of us in 
Evelyn, Texas, and um, one a morning that we arrived at sunrise at this lake. It was beautiful. What people mm-hmm. didn't know, it was mm-hmm. darn cold. Like I could use every kind mm-hmm. of expletive cold, and it didn't look like <laughs> it from the photo. You couldn't tell, oh. and it was windy. Mm-hmm. You could not tell. Now, if you were mm-hmm. me outside the car doing the walk to get that photo, it was worth it. It's exhilarating when you get out. You must get out. You must do it. You must do the Mm. walk. You must get that exhilaration, even though you may say Mm -hmm. some dirty words while you do it. You feel better. (laughs) It shakes you Mm, up. Nature's good. Nature's good that way, no Mm -hmm. matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But nobody really kind of understood. Like, it's beautiful. It's a Mm -hmm. good morning. It's beautiful. But you don't know what it is. Now, if I filmed it with the sound and you saw the visual and you saw the video, mm-hmm. you would understand it was cold because you would hear the wind mm-hmm. that was going through yeah. my body when I wasn't wearing mm-hmm. the right jacket. And I could have said, mm-hmm. this sucks, y'all, but it's pretty, but it sucks. I'm going back in the car. I want coffee. I didn't do any of that. Um, but but you see what I mean? That difference between the still mm-hmm. versus the audio <clears throat> and the still. And that was the difference. Nancy and I were sitting there. This is the difference, right? And, and that's so kind of we interesting. Fo- go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, that's interesting uh, I mean, about what you were saying about going to the theater recently where the seats moved. Because we went to a theater in Mexico, actually, Mexico City, and we watched, uh, it was the Black Panther. And mm. the seats moved, and they had, there were places where they jumped in the water and we got sprayed in the face with, like, mist no way and they had there was like a cold wind and they, you felt like this cold breeze so like not only are wow. movies you know um visual and auditory but they're starting to do incorporate the other senses in as well they had smells in a certain certain spot oh some of us don't and, want those uh, smells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. yeah it's interesting and the more sensory the experiences you know um Another mm-hmm. thing we went to the to went to Van Gogh exhibit and we we did the virtual like where you put the goggles on and then you were immersed in Van Gogh paintings. It, it was mm-hmm. amazing. If it, it it was like suddenly you know you were AI in, is part of this, I'm just saying. Well, I know. Yeah. That's but true. that's okay, yeah. but that's no. okay. Yeah. But see, that's yeah. it's used as a tool to get mm-hmm. to a certain place yeah. where humans can connect, mm-hmm. that's fine. That is okay with yeah. me personally, yeah. Um, yeah. But but that's mm-hmm. so these other sensory things are happening. So now think back mm-hmm. to the day of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So oh yeah yeah, mm-hmm. see that stuff happened, and that's what yeah. really, I think helped the Rocky Horror Picture Show in this country, in South Africa. Oh yeah, when we left South Africa. The last magazine Nancy published because all hell was breaking loose at that point. And um, mm-hmm. it, they unbanned the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was banned when we were there. And it was banned oh, wow. for over 20 years or something. And they unbanned it. Wow. And so they had these, these actors from Sydney, Australia, from the Opera House, like proper, proper act. Like now, I was in South Africa today on a Zoom call. Now you can hear it. Now I'm getting all proper. Um, <laughs> these actors came in and did like this um, it was like a broadway play i'm not kidding like it was mm. 
amazing. Mm-hmm. And so we filmed wow. them, photographed. We didn't film. We photographed, wrote, you know. I went to every mm-hmm. single projection for that week and documented with wow. the after parties. And right before, Nancy and I were like, okay. I'm like, I want to go to Cape Town because I was very young, still 17, 18 years old and working for her. But it was like we could open an office in Cape Town, which was very she was in Port Elizabeth and, and, you know, and I wanted to open in Cape Town to do the second branch of the magazine. But then real Mm -hmm. stuff happened and that didn't happen. And because of Mm -hmm. the arts and the theater, because that, you know, that's who I am and, and she is too. And, but we wanted to have this balance and the garden route in South Africa goes from basically Port Elizabeth to Cape Town. The garden route goes along the coastline and it is like this amazing floral, you go through forests and flowers and coastline like Oregon rugged. Co- you you know that from Washington state, that rugged coastline, mm, oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So they have, you know, protea flowers that we get here, like from Hawaii, right? That grows, that's mm-hmm. the state, that's the country flower. That's the national flower of South Africa, the proteas. Oh, wow. And they bloom all mm. along the roadside and you have what's called the sugar birds. That's called the fein boss is the fein, fine bush, fein boss in Afrikaans. Mm. And, um, these sugar birds come out, which are like a little bit bigger than a hummingbird. And am I right? They're like the sugar birds. Am I right, Nancy? Sugar birds, hummingbirds, sugar birds are bigger than the hummingbirds, but they they have these long curved beaks so they could get into the flower and get the nectar. And that's what's there. And then some of the, the forests are like hardwoods and then some are jungly and then you get lagoons and you've got this rugged coastline. And with fishermen people, and um, mm. we've seen ostrich mm. walk on the coast. This is also where you see great wow. whites and penguins, and seriously, mm. canary bush with canaries in them on the beach. Wow. Like seriously, this wow. this most magical place. So we're like, this is going to be our thing. And then mm. real hell broke loose mm. in South Africa, and it was time to get the hell out. Mm. So we did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is, Nancy said, we're going out with that as the cover. That's going to be the last magazine. Mm. Nobody knew oh. it was going to be the last magazine. And the Rocky Horror Picture Show was on our front cover. And then we came oh, to wow. this country. And we lived in Florida. It was our first thing. And we were both in the music industry. And um, a friend took me to a Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. And I'm like, oh, you have it here. <laughs> you know, duh. Right, but like I mm-hmm. thought I was going to see this caliber, I was horrified, absolutely <laughs> horrified, because it was the movie and people on stage, you know, shooting water from a water gun, and I just yeah. looked at this like you are so pathetic, you have no idea. <laughs> I was like the, the mm-hmm. biggest snob you could ever imagine, because like if you mm-hmm. could just see what, like. It was a theater production. Mm. It was full on. You know, I can't Mm. even, like, you could, I don't want to get into the, yeah, (laughs) some people won't like it, like, beep, beep, beep things that happen. Like, uh, it was so, it blew my mind. It Mm. made me want to go. I I went to go to to theater school over it. Honestly, because of that. Wow. That and hair. Wow. And here. My first experience with the Rocky Horror Picture Show was when I was in high school. Imagine a busload oh. of choir kids from Porterville, California. We went on a choir tour and we 
um, we would frequently stay in the homes of other high school choirs families, you know, when we would tour. Yeah. Like we, 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 so we went to Costa Mesa, California, and we stayed in the homes and then the kids decided to take us out to this Rocky Horror Picture Show that night. And so yeah. we did not know what to make of that. <laughs> like from Porterville was fairly sheltered and conservative and uh, it was like, what did we just watch? <laughs> you know? But the music and, is uh, fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's a really great show. And we uh, another show that they do that um, every year at the Hollywood Bowl, they do a Sound of Music sing-along, and they do the same thing where, like, when they're looking for the people with flashlights, everybody gets out their flashlights and starts, you know, flashing them around the Hollywood Bowl, or then they're... um, I forget. There's You know, it's the same kind of thing. People bring a bunch of props, and as the movie's going, they're they do they act it out and it's uh you know it's kind of um it's fun uh but yeah it sounds like uh you got a really good uh, rocky horror picture show experience you know on a whole I, other I, level. I treasure it i treasure it and i just yeah. wish and i felt so it was the first time i think even in you know nancy's magazine that i felt like i had this important thing to write and then you freeze up as I've got to make this perfect for every person that you saw in the play. And like, then you're like, you can't, you've got to do, you know, to write a review or something like that is it's mm. gut wrenching. Yeah. I don't write reviews anymore. I've done it for some musicians when we started the magazine here. Mm. And I'm like, I can't, I will take three days. And then Nancy's like, we have to publish. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. I ha- and I'm sweating over it. And and then, mm, no, yeah. and then I'll go, let me have a glass of wine. Then it's like, no. <laughs> and then you think you're going to do better with a glass of wine? No, no, <laughs> no. I can't do reviews. I can't. And when we mm, do podcasts, yeah. we talk to musicians, as you know, I'll say my opinion and mm-hmm. then people get mad. Like, you ruined it for me. That's not what I thought. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. what? Mm. So it's very difficult <laughs> to talk about yeah. stuff. I'm not an mm. expert. I just go like I I do like there's music that I don't care about, not my thing, but I can mm-hmm. tell when someone's good yeah. or not. And and I'm a musician, a writer, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. not mm-hmm. inexperienced, but it's like for me this is that like I can't do it. I'll talk to a musician about mm-hmm. it because I'll see where mm-hmm. it matched for me and I'd rather do that than write a review. But uh, you guys need reviews. And I'm sorry, I suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you do. Does that help you? Like for authors, like authors need the reviews. I, I think movies do too. Mm-hmm. Um, authors will go through this year-long process, two years, five years, ten years. Some musicians, same thing, mm-hmm. right? Put an mm-hmm. album out. Authors will sweat, sweat, sweat. Editor, process, <laughs> publisher, all of that. Like what you guys do with, oh, now here comes the producer. And then it goes here. And then the sound here. I mean, it's this arduous. God, you're tiring me out. I'm just talking to you. And it's tiring <laughs> me out thinking about what you guys do. And then it goes to the people. And then here comes the circuit of getting it to the people. And then the reviews are necessary. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes mm-hmm. the reviews, like, screw you if you're going to be rude. Shut up. <laughs> You know? you know what's interesting about reviews? I've I've actually learned. Uh, sometimes I've uh, read a really like negative review of a movie or a, of an album or a book, and it made me want to 
watch it because of the the things that the reviewer didn't like about it are things that I actually like. And so it, I was by, by reading that, I thought, Oh, okay. I actually think I would like that, you know, and it, and it panned out for me. So it's not always a negative review. Doesn't always turn me off of something. Sometimes it helps me see, you know, Oh, okay. Or I'll watch it. And I, I'll keep in mind what the reviewer said, but I won't. Yeah, no, I don't agree with that. You know, so it's, uh, uh, they're they're definitely helpful, and you just have to have a thick skin if you're going to read reviews about your own stuff. And, well, it's the same you know, in travel. That's just one people, opinion. People mm. doing that on a a hotel or something, right? And you oh, can go right. look and yeah. see that they're just pissy about every place, or they're yeah. saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. this was really great, but this." You know, if you can do a balanced mm-hmm. review, then it's cool. And the reality is, none of us mm-hmm. can please anybody. I mean, you right. can't. Yeah. So yeah. it's opinionated no matter mm-hmm. what. So, you know, mm-hmm. I am. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Oscars, let's go to the movies and the music. Okay. So Oppenheimer, yeah. that's going to be a big deal, right? This year. So I, w- I want yeah. folks to know that we have a cocktail for it. Hey, it's a Sunday. Everybody needs a cocktail before nice. they go to work the next day. Yeah. And I'm excited about this. Um, Nancy and I stayed at La Fonda in 2019 in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's right on the plaza. In fact, it is known as being America's first inn in the country. The hotel, like wow. actually one of the first. Yes. Uh, Santa Fe's history is right off Route 66 and the Santa Fe Trail. Um, we mm. did this amazing interview with them and everything is art. You can go in and just take a tour of art if you go there and you don't stay. They'll take you a tour. They they have paintings of Kit Carson. I mean, the history of Santa Fe is in this hotel. This is, I think, one of the top art hotels in the world. Like, I'm not joking. Mm-hmm. Nancy and I stayed in a room mm-hmm. together. And even the headboards were hand-painted with art and everything. Oh, wow. I mean, no, no. And this was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. We were very lucky. And... They had mm. at the plaza in the summer live music at night. We got to see uh, Shiny Ribs. Oh, it was good. It was good. Um, nice. They also have a margarita trail in Santa Fe. Mm. So everybody just say it's really fun. Um, but anyway, <laughs> La Fonda um, has a cocktail out. And we've got the recipe. So the link is in the show notes, everybody. It's called the La Fonda on the Plaza's Atomic Martini. Not a margarita. Wow. And here's why. Um, this uh, was inspired uh, by the best picture contender Oppenheimer and uh, mm. the atomic martini from La Fonda on the Plaza Hotel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. This is why during the Manhattan Project, Oppenheimer and his team of scientists used to come down from the hill where they, in, they were doing this. And by the way, I also have a link to a story before I get into Oppenheimer um, to an mm-hmm. article uh, by travel writer Debbie, St- Debbie Stone where she went to Los Alamos, New Mexico. So that's right outside Santa Fe. We never got there mm-hmm. just time-wise. We did Bandelier National Monument, and that's amazing history if you can go there. Um, so Christopher Nolan directed Oppenheimer, and she went there, and she lives in Santa Fe. She's, she gets to go everywhere there. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Los Alamos is where the true stories in the show played out in history in the movie. So um, wow. So this is a part of our National Park Service. Los Alamos is also 
Um, so the Manhattan Project is like, uh, we didn't see things, we didn't hear things. You know, they had the little monkey things, um, little billboards mm-hmm. with that. Um, so when you look at the Manhattan Project as part, it's actually a unit within the National Park System. It's o- also in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Um, there's how many? There's an, there's like three Manhattan Project places to go in the country where they were doing these atomic bomb things, mm-hmm. and nobody mm-hmm. was supposed to know. But anyway, so in in talking about New Mexico, um, one was just outside of Santa Fe in Los Alamos. So we've got a story wow. there. So every and I'm going to also link to the Manhattan Project information so everyone can see all the different park sites. So don't take my word for it. Look at that part. Um, that's real. <laughs> and, and with it, mm-hmm. um, I'm not wrong, but you know, the other thing is this cocktail going back to this cocktail. And I'm, I'm, I want to see this. I've not seen the movie, but during the Manhattan Project, Oppenheimer and his team of scientists would come down from the hill to dance, drink, and decompress at this grand dame of Southwestern hospitality. So they created a drink that is inspired by Oppenheimer uh, that is perfect for Oscar night. Whether or not, I mean, come yeah. on. Don't we want to have, mm. if you're going to have a party or watching something special, I think we should have a drink, whether it's a, you know, if, whether or not mm-hmm. you're, you know what I mean? La Fonda is, yeah. you guys have to go to the La Fonda Hotel. This is insane. And I've got the interview we did there the history of Santa Fe, the history of Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. the history of the Harvey House girls too. That's a whole other thing too. That's all part of this area's uh, mm-hmm. insane heritage wow. of multicultural history. But anyway, if you want to make the cocktail, here mm-hmm. it is. One half ounce, one and a half, excuse me, not just one half ounce, one and a half mm-hmm. ounces of vodka, one and a half ounces mm-hmm. of VSOP cognac. Ooh. One teaspoon medium of amontillado sherry. Amontillado? I don't know. I'm not pronouncing it right. Mm. Maybe we need Paco for this one. Amontillado? Yeah. <laughs> sherry? I don't well, know. sherry time in, in New Mexico, in Santa Fe is a big deal. We stayed at a place where mm. they had sherry time um, the, the in the, the mm. governor's, and they served us cookies, New Mexico's cookies, famous cookies. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they have their own cookie and um, they're the biscochito and they're like anise cookie, like just very simple sugar cookies with anise. But anyway, the Mm -hmm. Amontillado, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, La Fonda. Mm -hmm. Um, And then four (laughs) and a half ounces of chilled champagne or sparkling wine on top of it. So you're going to mix the vodka, Mm -hmm. the cognac, the sherry in a glass with mm-hmm. ice and you shake it up like you would a martini, put it in there, strain it into a chilled cocktail glass and top it with a champagne. Seriously, I'm in. Mm. I'm in, but I think one will get me. I have a funny feeling about this yeah. cocktail. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of, that's for mm, oh, yeah. trouble. Yeah. yeah. You may yeah. be supporting Oppenheimer, whether or not it wins <laughs> <laughs> loudly, you know. But it's it's nice to do that kind of entertaining. Do you do that when you, like, you know, if we're going to watch the Oscars, let's do something themed. I think we should. And I think even in COVID, we started to get into that, like, we should do something so we have some fun. And I think we should, you know. 
whether it's you know, when I was when I was in college, I went to an Oscar party and they were every time they said the winner is you were supposed to take a drink and I had to stop oh. <laughs> too much because <laughs> there were a lot of awards. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, yeah. Oh yeah, I, they I, should have thought I of would, a different word. <laughs> I would not do that with this cocktail. So everyone, La Fonda um, <laughs> in Santa Fe, I, <laughs> I encourage you to go there. And their restaurant inside the hotel is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough about it because it's a beautiful art hotel. It's an art. It's a piece of art. The architecture, the art on the inside, the history of this hotel. I mean, it is the oldest inn. You know. That's a, that's oh, wow. Yeah, that, that sounds first fantastic. For, it's our yeah. first hotel in the country, you know? Wow. And Nancy and I got to mm-hmm. stay there. We felt very fuller of ourselves. We're like, we got to stay here, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's then we awesome. did a food tour. We did a food and a uh, walking food tour. And we ended up oh, wow. with another mother and daughter. And the other mom wasn't able to do all the walking. And the guide is like, did you not know that you signed up for a walking tour <laughs> like, you know, but we went all over because this mm-hmm. is a plaza but the downtown is not a down, mm-hmm. it's like a plaza so it's very Spanish Mexican style you understand that from Mexico City right that yes. kind of plaza mm-hmm. which I love yeah. right and there's oh, yeah. that green they understand green space and park and fountains yeah the history yeah. is so interesting because they have the Spanish they have the English the Mexican, and then, of course, the American, the Native American, right? All of this history mm-hmm. just went here, and drama came with it, too. But um, I think Santa Fe is one of those, and it's, like, one of the biggest art communities in the world, art markets, like, for art. If you go to the Capitol Building, which is, you can walk there from the plaza, it's like they're representing so many artists of San, of New Mexico as a whole, it's like mm-hmm. that's when you want to go in a political building. The other, you're like, Ugh, you guys. But this is a capital building you want to go in, and you will see art. New Mexico. I mean, it's so um, mm. cultural and spiritual too. Do you understand that part also because of the music you yes. you sing, mm-hmm. the Catholic side of it? So there's a lot of that in there in the art. Oh yeah, is the Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Have you been to Santa Fe? Mm-hmm. I have not. That's one, it's on my it's on my list. Johnny. I have some friends who moved there, and so I totally want to go. Yeah, yeah. We're oh. we're talking about it for the spring, actually. Uh, we may because oh. we have a friend down in Las Cruces that we oh, want to visit, awesome. and um, and then we wanted to go to Santa Fe. So, if you go to yep, Las Cruces, uh, and you're gonna are you gonna drive? Mm-hmm. Do you think you're gonna drive from? Uh, I think we will. Are? I think we will. Okay. Yes. So when you go there, you've got to stop and see the big roadrunner. I think you may have seen me post the the big roadrunner at a mm-hmm. area made out of all yeah. these computer parts and everything. It was a couple of guys that mm. started that, and they've had to refurbish it a few times um, to show mm-hmm. to recycle. It was a as a message of recycling your stuff, you know. And oh, they yeah. made this mm-hmm. roadrunner out of all these recycled computers and things that you would mm. just mm-hmm. dump in a landfill. And then from Las mm-hmm. Cruces, when you go up. So there's also Silver City, New Mexico, way to Las Cruces. So when you get ready mm. for all that, you better call me because I will send I will. you yeah. a road. I will, I will hook you up because nice. um, you got to go to Silver City, New Mexico, also an art community. Amazing art. Small, real, chilled out, 
vibrant uh, art community with amazing food, little galleries and art studios. And yeah, you got to go to Silver City and, and nature. You know, all of these areas are big on nature. So you get arts and nature. So, and history. What more do you want? You know? Um, And so Silver City's on the way to Las Cruces. And then from Las Cruces, you can go, there's White Sands National Monument or National Park now, excuse me. Go to White Sands. You can slide down the the Jimson uh, sand dunes if you want. But um, you go up to Santa Fe, you'll go through Albuquerque. Also one of the Bosque, I'm sorry, I'll just give you a road trip right now. I can't help it. <laughs> it's kind of what we do. But like there's, awesome. there are, yeah. there are, um, oh, you, you better contact. And, and when Johnny does this, we'll do a show on it because you go up into Santa Fe from Albuquerque. You've got to go to Albuquerque, right? So it's Route 66 history. Route mm-hmm. 66 is almost turning a hundred years. It's on their way. They're on their way to do oh, that. Yeah. Um, Route 66 just put up a neon welcome to Albuquerque sign. And while all the neon signs are being taken down across the country because of the expense and everything, which is sad because it's Mm. a a nostalgia. Route 66 in Albuquerque people like stood up and said, Hey, we're, we're standing up for our neon. And so they have it Mm -hmm. and Albuquerque do not leave that off your trip. Albuquerque is amazing. And they have food halls that you can go into and you will be amazed at the just multicultural. Like, you know, that from Tulare County mm. when you were in Porterville because all these yeah. people came together. Right. And they have that. Mm-hmm. And then you go from there yeah. to Santa Fe and you'll, your mind will be blown. It's amazing. Wow. I'll help you. I will plan a trip for you. Awesome. According you to what it. you want to do. Will. Yeah. And we'll do a road <laughs> trip show on it. Right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Yep. Cool. So let's get to the music before everybody gets mad at us. The music of the Oscars. (laughs) You have um, some great soundtracks and songs from movies over the years on Golden Mm -hmm. Pond. That's huge. I was just listening to Nancy and I just listened to a podcast with Jane Fonda and Julie, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Um, Oh, wow. Amazing podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. Highly recommend that. But um, tell us about that on Golden Pond. Ooh, that's a well, I just, I, you know, the, Dave Grusin wrote that score. And I mean, I love the movie. And then just the, the music, you know, when you talk about music affecting the movie, just imagine that, that movie without the music, the way it, it complemented those beautiful scenes of the, of the, you know, the pond with the loons and the, the sun dancing on the water and everything. I mean, it was Dave Grusin's score is magical. Um, I, I I think it's it's really brilliant. Another film that he did was The Champ, and I thought the music in that film was really fantastic too. Just, mm. um, yeah, it Can- it really it really brought out a lot of emotion, you know, in the scenes, in, in each scene, and it made a huge difference in the movie. What about for Oppenheimer? Going back to the cocktail, and I mean, the cocktail has nothing to do with the movie, but it does, right? But <laughs> this, the Oppenheimer is like this huge yeah. history, you know. Like, yeah, have you listened and, to the music from that? I have. Uh, I'm a member of the Society of Composers and Lyricists, and uh, I get to I get to um, listen to a lot of the the music from movies and television because uh, Paco does their award show every year, and um, so he's 
sent nominee clips and then winners clips. And then he, he, you know, how about on an award show, they'll show like 20 seconds from each movie, you know, when they show the nominees and the nominees are, then they'll say each one and then they show like 20 seconds from it. Well, he puts all that together for the Society of Composers and Lyricists for their award show. And so I help him select the 20 second spots for each, from each film. If they don't, some of them actually tell you this is what we want to use, but most of them don't. And so we go in and, you know, so I get to listen to everything and then say, I think we should do this 20 seconds. And, and I heard the music from Oppenheimer and it's really great. I mean, it's such a, you know, there, there are so many complexities to the film. And I think that um, Gustafson, I think is his name, uh, mm-hmm. really did a, a beautiful job of, of, uh, navigating that i'm sure he had a lot of notes from the director where he had to convey different things and that's hard to do and and he makes it sound easy you know because it's it's a really great score it's amazing right how that all changes a movie Mm -hmm. remember chariots of fire yes i was going to bring that one up too yeah, that's uh, Vangelis with, and that was when synthesizers were really coming into their own as a new, you know, musical medium, and he really delved into it, and and he's got a couple scores that are fantastic, and and Chariots of Fire was, uh, and interestingly, a side note to that is uh, they approached Melissa after the movie was out; they wanted to promote the film. So they had Melissa sing uh, a song that they wrote lyrics to the theme, da 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 da, da and they had they wrote oh, wow. words to it, and they had Melissa record it. And so it's a song called "Race to the End," and Vangelis produced it, and or with Arise Mardin, and uh, wow. and it's um uh so it's Melissa singing, and it's it's really cool. It's the that theme music, and and it's very. Uh, you know, it has a theme about running and, you know, you know, uh, how we all run and, and, um, kind of using the race as an analogy for our, our life. <laughs> With our yeah. Well, you bring so. up Melissa too, and you, you send us a great list and everyone, there's going to be a link in the show notes for this too of a, a music playlist, um, you know, that Johnny's put up together and we're going to add to it as we always do. Um, but Melissa, Ice Castles. That was her? Like That was her, yeah. She she was the first person ever to have two songs nominated in one year. And so she sang both of the there was uh The Promise, um the movie mm. The Promise, uh, I'll Never Say Goodbye by Marilyn and Alan Bergman and then then uh Through the Eyes of Love by uh Marvin Hamlish and Carol Bayer Sager and they she said they called her up one day and said, hey, we've got this song. Are you doing anything you want to come sing? So she went in and she goes, and it was a real gift. It's uh, on her Spotify. It's her most popular song, you know, song. And then it's also uh, the movie. Uh, I mean, the the, uh, the video um, has over three million views, uh, uh, one of the videos of her singing. It. And then she just did it, redid the song for her album review. And uh, so there's a new version of it now, but yeah, that, isn't she doing uh, something with Dolly of... Parton too? Yeah, not... uh, they just released Midnight Blue, um, a new version of that, uh, and it's a real, really beautiful video. And and when when Dolly laid down her vocal 
Melissa had already sung her part, and she said, I actually decided to go back in the studio and re-record because the way Dolly sang it was so tender and intimate that I felt like I needed to match her. So Melissa went back in the studio, and then they made this really beautiful video about friendship and, uh, you know, one friend helping another through a tough time. And Midnight Blue is one of the great songs to me of the 70s, and and uh, it's a really nice, uh, you know, nice new version of it. Didn't I read you in part of, there was something about, in fact, I got press releases about it. I should have sent it to you. Um, I got press mm-hmm. releases about Melissa Manchester's new things, and you were in something. Mm-hmm. Was it, you were, yeah, you were written I was, about Yes, I was the um, I was the associate producer on two tracks on the album. Um, Whenever I call you friend, uh, mm. she wrote that with Kenny Loggins, uh, and it didn't work out that they got to record it together because her uh, the the, owner, the president of her label didn't like the song, and so Kenny and Loggins ended up recording it with Stevie Nicks, and of course it was one of his biggest hits. And years later, Melissa recorded it on her own, but the fans have always wanted them to record it together. And Kenny kept saying, well, what would we do that would be different? And Melissa said, I need to come up with a different, you know, feel for it. And I said, well, I think you should do it like uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, you know, with with that kind of a vibe, you know, a little more of tempo with a real funky feel to it. She goes, love it. Do you want to come to the studio with me? So I got to go in and then... Um, uh, she sent it to to, to uh, Kenny Loggins. He loved it. He says, "I'm in. Let's do it." So he he re, you know he sang it with her, and then Dave Cause plays saxophone on it. So uh-huh. I got associate producer credit with Melissa, Kenny Loggins, and Dave Cause, and then she also did another song, uh, one of her early hits, uh, "Just Too Many People," and I was also associate producer on that with Stefano Rob. And See? it was. I yeah, I used to lay on my bedroom floor listening to her music, reading the credits, thinking what would it be like to be in the room? And now I not only got to be in the room, like, you know, in Hamilton when um um Lynn Manuel Miranda sings about being in the room where it all happens, you know, and mm-hmm. I actually got to do that. I got to be there. You are more than the fly the on decisions. the wall. Yeah, yeah, more yeah than I the... was. Yeah. 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 Well that that just shows that so. Anything is possible, right? And yeah. mm-hmm. we forget that sometimes. I think we forget that yeah. it can, we can get down. And, mm-hmm. and movies are part of that. Mm-hmm. Music and movies are there to yes. lift up, you know. Chariots mm-hmm. of Fire, like yeah. I was talking about that. That that was the movie that Ice Castles is. Oh, yeah. One of those um, mm-hmm. movies that make... On Golden Pond, I I want to go back and re- I need to go. Yeah. I want to go to On Golden Pond. Like I want to go there. That's oh, like yeah. my kind of lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um. That's oh, not, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Like just thinking about this, and I think maybe that's also the power of the Oscars. You start thinking back to yeah. other Oscar mm-hmm. nominated movies and going, God, I mm-hmm. I know I saw that when I was a kid. Like you know. Um, yeah. Ice Castles. I remember that being when that came out. Um, you, you Footloose was the first thing that I thought about. That talk about Kenny Loggins. Mm-hmm. Footloose. Yeah, it, that is like we. It, it is a nonstop. I we can't get in the car without hearing that in Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, but oh, yeah. loose. I mean, Kevin Bacon was just so cool in that too. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and he is an amazing musician. Yeah. Him and his the Bacon Brothers. Yeah. I love. By the way, yeah. if you have not followed, um, you got to follow Kevin Bacon on whatever social media <laughs> planet because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was always playing his music with goats, and his wife is amazing. And <laughs> I love. Mm-hmm. I I think they're awesome. I love the Bacons. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you yeah. know, they're, they're very cool. Um, you have somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, who could forget that? I just felt like I have, how, how could you not mention that? I mean, you know, so it's like, you know, Wizard of yeah. Oz is such a classic. And Star yeah. Wars. Oh, yeah. And, and, and thank you for bringing Prince into the picture because Prince to me is, I still think yeah. very, um, underrated as a musician I, mean, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've listened oh, to yeah. his jazz and yeah just, you just did um he did a lot he did a prince was I, amazing to me oh yeah i I always loved that he was always doing something new you know like it um and he didn't just rest on his laurels and do the same thing over and over he was always you know, experimenting and trying new things. And uh, yeah, he was. He, he was would just drop in we, on concerts. Know. He went to uh, Coachella yeah. once and did a drop in and um, mm. he's done, he does mm. drop ins and then he bails. Like he did that to Stevie yeah. Nicks when she recorded Stand Back. <laughs> she mentioned, she mm-hmm. emailed him or uh, whatever they did back in the day. I don't know. Do we have pagers back then? Mm-hmm. She like contacted <laughs> people, his people, her people, whatever. And said, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to do this. And I had this sound that you did something. She was staying in a hotel. And he just appeared out of nowhere. Walked in. Mm-hmm. Did something on this thing. Some kind of synthesizer mm-hmm. thing. We were talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. right? Did it. Mm-hmm. Didn't even talk to her. Did it. And walked out. Use it. And left. <laughs> like, that's the basic story. I'm not getting 100%. But that was the basic mm-hmm. story. And stand back. Oh, wow. Like, she has that. Like, there's this. Um, you'll hear the synthesizer, like this rhythm part that it does, like, mm-hmm. you know, and that was Prince. Mm-hmm. He did it. Wow. He did so yeah. much. He did so much. There's yeah. this clip on YouTube where he um plays Summertime on keys. Mm. And oh, wow. Oh, it was a sound check and he was just playing piano and doing Summertime. As a sound check, wow. and it is. Wow. Um, I'll send it. Send you guys a link. It is yeah. incredible yeah. what he did. Um, wow. In summertime, mm-hmm. that's been used in how many movies? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Stand yeah. by me. I'm bringing that up as a yeah. movie song. Like mm-hmm. that movie itself. Yeah. Did you watch mm-hmm. that growing up? That was a huge. Oh thing. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stand by that had me. a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Stand by yep. me was like huge because it dealt with stuff. You know, we went from a treehouse yeah. to murder, you know, <laughs> kids barfing. Yeah. And we, I mean, mm-hmm. it was like Nancy sitting back here going, What the heck are you talking about? <laughs> but, but it was one of those movies that I think uh, they, it was probably like when there were no books for young adults and there were no movies for young adults. And I think that mm, was yeah. one of those that went in there and said, let kids have something. Were you impacted by St. Elmo's Fire? Yes. 
When that came out, yeah, that that was one that <gasps> that, that uh. soundtrack was really great, and that that movie really, you know, I was right at that age, and it just kind of, um, mm. I, I remember that being really impactful. That movie, you know, the Breakfast me. Club. Uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. Breakfast Club was yep. huge, um, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, the Breakfast Club was massive. That was a massive thing. But mm-hmm. okay, so going into some uh, okay. Ah, uh, and I can, I'm only hearing the music now. Um, oh God, it's yeah. one of my most favorite mm. soundtracks and sa- favorite. <laughs> there's Twin Peaks, everybody. Twin Peaks is a big oh, one. Oh, Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, heard it through the grapevine as the beginning and I can, I can list all the songs and sing them all. Um, Joy to the World's in there. <laughs> oh, it's got mm-hmm. Glenn Close. It's a movie with Glenn Close. Oh God, it's one of my most favorite favorite yeah. movies yeah. Glenn Close, Kevin Klein, uh William Hurt who I love um yeah. uh, I'm going to have to google this it's just I think we had some really good movies in the 80s I'm just going to say that it's yeah. um mm-hmm. uh a movie with Glenn Close <laughs> here it is how do you uh, Glenn Close and William Hurt and William Hurt because you know William Hurt oh do you remember Robin Williams? And there was the movie. Um, no, I'm not going to remember it. The Fisher King. Did you ever watch The oh, Fisher yeah. King? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was. Um, that was. That was a good. That that had good. It was back in the day where, and I don't know if we do that now. Do we listen to the soundtracks like we used to, avidly? Watch the movie and then go get the soundtrack. It was like a thing. Well, I do. <laughs> I do, yeah. But I don't is know. it still Other a thing? Do, but I still, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, it is. Yeah. The Big yeah. Chill is my movie. The Big Chill. Nancy was oh, yeah. The Big yeah. Chill. Mm-hmm. I can hear you properly yeah. in the headset. Nancy. The Big Chill. Yeah. I don't know why I love mm-hmm. this movie. It's about oh, yeah. people it being great. people. Like old school movies yeah. that chill. That had to be low budget, you know, in a way, because mm-hmm. it was like a house, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. it was cool. And the music was part of it. They didn't just have the soundtrack. Yeah. They had people dancing to the music mm. in the kitchen. They had it be yeah. throughout. And I don't know, when they used music from the 60s in movies, it something happens. Like, it, I don't know if yeah. it, it, music soundtracks tell the time. They tell the time of what's, mm-hmm. what's going on in the movie. It's also like, yeah. this is what era we're in now when they play it. And if they yeah. don't do that right, it's weird, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you got yeah. some good ones in here, Star Wars. That's funny. Will I from <laughs> Rent? Yeah. And Le, oh, you got you pronounce it. Les Miserables. <laughs> Les Miserables. Oh, did I type it wrong? <laughs> no, no, it's me. No, it's me. Don't kick oh, me. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I love it. You pronounce it. I can't, I can't speak anything French at all. Um, they, how do you say it? Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Miserables. Sorry. A lot of people just say Les Mis. I, a, a lot of people shorten and say Les Mis, but. I always say Lemons are But then you have Mary Poppins, Feed the Birds. That was Walt Disney's favorite song from his movie. Really? I did not know. And then you went all the way to Billie Eilish doing the song in Barbie, What Was I Made For? You know, and I have to say, I'll be, I 
I don't know. I almost know, know if I should say this, but I wasn't really much of a fan before, <laughs> before I heard that. I mean, and to be fair, I just, I, the first two songs of hers I heard, they were like the video, the music video was like, like a bunch of needles sticking out of her back and they were really dark. And then another one, like she and her brother, like drove off a cliff or something. And I just was like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't relate to it. So I just kind of didn't pay a lot of attention to her, to be honest. But when I saw the Barbie movie, it was at a screening for this SCL and that song came on. I didn't know it was her. And I was like, Oh my God, this is a great song. Like it, it, oh. it couldn't have fit the movie better. Like the, the scene in the movie that it was in, I was just so blown away. And then I found out it was Billy Eilish. I went, okay. Yep. It's great. Like I, that's a, I, that's you know, I, yeah, I have to tell you, I just think that song is brilliant. It's, it's really very beautifully done and the way she sings that's, it and everything. Yeah. That's fan- That's fantastic. You know, Nancy, um, loves videos and video making and, you know, and is into mm-hmm. it, but mm-hmm. she got turned off of songs from certain videos, like certain mm, ones yeah. just went, that's it. I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's a good yeah. song. Nah, nah. But then you got to think like yeah. Gabriel and stuff really did good stuff too. Like people oh, who yeah. did music yeah. videos, like it, it was, it changed the experience of music. Yeah, it did. Oh, so yeah. I think it's huge. Yep. I mean, what you and Paco do is amazing. And, and the fact that you can work together and make it happen is, you know, and mm-hmm. I know it's blood, sweat and tears and some like, eh, you know, we know the creative <laughs> process. There's always a, eh, and then you're like, can we still yes. like each other tomorrow? Yeah, we can because we have coffee. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it, it, it's a, it's a thing, you know, and I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. With all this creative stuff that you, once it's finally out and then, you know, it takes time, awards come and it's like the movie for the actors by the time it actually even is produced and put together and then distributed and out. And then suddenly you have to go to Oscars and do the media runs and all of that. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they're already in their new movie. They're like, ah, what? You know, I don't remember, mm-hmm. you know. So it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Um, but movies teach the actors stuff too and yeah. i think that's probably mm-hmm. what means something for the actors and you know i've interviewed a lot of people on writing soundtracks and how they get a clip a movie clip and they have to mm-hmm. match it or yeah. they have or you're writing it and they're putting it to that that's weird like that's kind of hard to do mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah yeah we need this and we're gonna we're we, they're lost on the on the movie side and the musician has to bail yeah. the movie, you know. But there's so many, like Practical Magic. I have that soundtrack. Practical Magic mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I don't know if you've heard any of that. Um, that was yeah. good. And, oh, I like it because it has Macy Gray on it. I love yeah. Macy Gray. I, I think oh, she's yeah. underrated too. She's like cool. A lot she's... Of... Oh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's great. Yep. Mm, a underrated. lot of the, uh, the 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 composers that when they're you know, Pac has done a lot of interviews with different composers who do film and t- TV, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll talk about the process and how a lot of the directors, um, it's like it's like musicians speak one language, then and then like the visual people speak another language, and so then they have to figure out what each other wants, and mm. and they'll this you know, a lot of times they'll use references. So they'll bring in a song 
okay, it's sort of like this song or it's sort of like this soundtrack. And this is the general mood I want. And it's a way of trying to figure each other out. And so a lot of the, like the composers say that they appreciate when they get to start working with the director on a more regular basis, because it's sort of like they get to cut, you know, cut corners. Like they, okay, I already, I sort of already know how to talk to this person about the process. Yeah. And no, but that's a, a business, lot of time. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yep. life. You want to you, yeah. you establish a, a communication and a relationship. It's mm-hmm. a different language. It's like, you know, oh, yeah. it's the same thing as a band. You know, a band, mm-hmm. once you establish that, and, and I remember after COVID, all the bands starting to go out and perform, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. you know, because they have the looks. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a look on Age, you know, you do this, you do that, and and then they had to remember to communicate and go back to that. So, like the first two shows would be wonky, you know. Even if they did rehearsals, you go mm-hmm. out on stage, it's still that's your biggest rehearsal, you know. But mm-hmm. that they were like, ooh, yeah, yeah. this is different, mm-hmm. you know. Until yeah. I got back into it, you know. But yeah, that communication. Mm-hmm. um like Nancy and I, how we work, even with the magazines and stuff, it's like nobody needs to be around us when we do that. Our communication is so weird and different, <laughs> and it doesn't make sense. And once in a while, I'll send somebody, there's one Nancy Mueller, is a travel writer, and she gets communication from me once in a blue moon in my email, and she's like, I don't think this is for me. And I'm like, no, it's not. You don't want it to be. <laughs> you know? You'll get these weird things that don't make any sense to anybody else. And yet there's all these protocols on how editorial gets turned in and all these things that people go mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. in, you know, regular publications. But then it gets to Nancy and I. We have our protocols, too, for how people mm-hmm. do things. But our things, it's weird. It doesn't it makes no sense to anybody else. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we don't care about that. Yeah. We care, but this is how yeah. we're doing it. And so we have our own language, our own code. Mm-hmm. And it it makes no sense, but it's how we communicate. Um, I'm sure mm-hmm. people can figure it out. But it's cool to do because that's how you get things done. Don't, you you have to, it's shorthand is what it is. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Oh, does yeah. anybody even know what shorthand is anymore? My God, emojis. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk by emojis, yeah. but you have to search for the emoji. You know, come on. But it, yeah. shorthand is gone. It's gone, huh? Shorthand oh, doesn't yeah. exist yeah. anymore. <gasps> yeah. God, yeah. I think about when I was in high school and they made me learn cursive and all that for what? Emojis, the next thing. Yeah. yeah, see, there's an eggplant in all of it. <laughs> Just Well, and then all the, and then all the abbreviations, the LMK and... You know, like, you know, LOL uh, and all that. Like, how, you know, how many yeah. times do you have to go and look up what people have said, like in their shorthand <laughs> yeah. text? Yeah, totally. I mean, I've, yeah. I've had to do some stuff and went, like, that's pretty dumb, Lisa. You should have known that. And, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. Yeah. But then sometimes no, people send stuff. I remember we were doing a live broadcast and someone sent me a photo. They were like, worried about this guest that was on who said something. And I said, no, 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 this and that. And they sent me the cool photo with the sunglasses. And the, if you look at the cool dude with the sunglasses, the guy looks angry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, dude, yeah. this guy's pissed. Like, what? Oh, this is weird. <laughs> is this a political standoff now? 
No, the guy just was <laughs> like, dude, cool, whatever. Because I was like, and then mm-hmm. he got on with the same guests and everybody was fine. And I was like, you know, because we, you know how we always put people on together. Yeah. And this was all, and I'm yeah. like, what's going on? This guy's mad. And I'm like, oh God, they're going to get on there and they have World War Three. We don't want that. That's not what we do in Big Glenn. Big Glenn is like unity, not anger and drama. Yeah. And I'm like, this is yeah. going down because I knew the the one guy that sent me the cool thing does have like political, like, whoa, I don't want to read that. I don't want to know. And then I'm like, oh, this is going down. And then it didn't. And they turned out to be all on the same side of everything and cool and happy. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Like, you know, and, and but then if it was going to go fiery and go crazy, I'm like, in a way, well, this is interesting. You know, that I'm not I'm not going to mm-hmm. stop what people do unless it gets mean, you know. We've had some of that. Oh, yeah. We don't. We don't allow. Yeah. We don't allow cruelty yeah. on our shows. It's. No. You, you, I That's think people good. have to find this, and I think music, and Oscars, Oscar parties, as we're talking about, have a party. Mm-hmm. Call your friends. Back in the day, remember on Facebook, people would text what was going on. Yeah. Look at you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's maybe a way to communicate now. Can we just get along? Yeah. Use the Oscars as a yeah. way. Use it as something. Yeah. If you like movies and your family or mm-hmm. friend likes movies, start up a conversation, right? Isn't there a song for that? Mm-hmm. Start up a something. Um, there's yeah. a song for that. I know there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. And listen to music. Send a playlist. We're going to have a playlist in the show notes. It'll be there. Uh, and maybe make a martini. Make the cocktail, the La Fonda cocktail. Make that for Oppenheimer and everything yeah. will be fine. Yeah. You know, it'll all be good. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I will message you on Oscar night and go, are you watching? (laughs) (laughs) It's my sister-in-law's birthday that day. Oh, very cool. So you were toast to her, too. Oh, yes. Well, we... So, hey, yeah. champagne, that's what we do on the Sunday shows. We forget once in a while because maybe we're drinking oh, champagne. That's right. So champagne toast to <laughs> your sister-in-law. Hey, toast yes. to her and toast to all winning. Can we toast to everybody that's nominated and part of it? I want to toast to everybody yes. in the Oscars and the people that are forgotten mm. behind the scenes, the makeup artists and the, yes. all of that. I know that they're, they're part of it mm-hmm. too, but I want to acknowledge great- everybody. Mm-hmm. And the great performances and and uh, and production and that that didn't get nominated, but that was still great. So you know mm-hmm. those those cool. people too. Yep. Well, mm. thank you, Johnny. It's always fun. Um, yes. Today we got to talk yes. about money, gratitude, movies, music, um, food. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to go have for dinner now? What are you going Mexico? We love me. So it's a big uh, M and M's today. What, what, what's yeah. for dinner? So we can be grateful for your uh, food. What's I happening? think we're having some kind of tuna. I I don't. Paco was deciding when I when I came in here to do the to do the podcast. He said we're going to have something with tuna, but I don't know what yet. So I will find oh, out. You might get a cracker, <laughs> a piece of. Here's your schmear. Like here it is. Like that's it. That's it. I don't know. He's, Nancy, he's I, I don't those, know. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. He's one of those salad. people that can go in the kitchen. Oh yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, he's really great at salads, and he can go in the kitchen and find all these things, and I'll be like, "Oh, there's nothing to eat," and he'll go, ah, and he'll come up with something amazing. You know, he just throws ingredients together and makes something really tasty. So, can, it'll can be great. you share him? Can you share him? Like, <laughs> yeah. can you bring him over? To <laughs> Everybody says room? that. 
Yeah, no, no. But you know, that's the thing. Yeah. That's creativity, right? Is working with what you yeah. have. That it, it really yeah, is. Exactly. And that's something to remember too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I brought up the salad because of you know, you're always posting those wonderful, tasty gratitude. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna be yeah. watching tomorrow yeah. to see what what you're grateful for food wise. Okay. Um I think Nancy okay. Nancy, I'm making you salad. Oh, I got the look. I got the look. Apparently <laughs> it's not the gratitude Johnny look. Um, I need to do something to the salad. Um, I think I, I'm going to do something. Last night it was, no, listen, when we got here to Lubbock, our friend uh, had pizza ready for us. And you know what she did? She baked us brownies. Like, how cool is that? Oh, wow. And so the yeah. next morning we woke up and had coffee. Nancy and I looked at each other like, do we have brownies for breakfast? And actually we had one piece <laughs> of pizza the night before. And neither of us, were. we didn't even eat breakfast. And then it was like, Lunchtime came and like pizza brownies, pizza both pizza brownies, pizza brownie pizza. So I, you know what, I'm going to do my gratitude post on people who bake you brownies and give you pizza when you arrive after you've been out in the cold filming pelicans. Um, that's a whole other thing. So I, I appreciate you, Cheryl. You rock. Um, she's in Iceland right now. She just arrived in oh, Iceland. Oh wow! I'm so excited for her. Oh wow! Yeah, she yeah. hopefully the Northern Lights. I don't know when that happens or how, yeah. what, and where. But um, Iceland is cool, man. She's oh, doing yeah. Iceland. I'm um, excited for her. Like, come on. I really need yeah, to see the, the Northern Lights. Yeah, we were close. Last yeah. year, um, March, last year, mm-hmm. Nancy and I were in Wisconsin. And there was mm-hmm. this weird energy going through, like, this polar vortex-y kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. pressure high pressure thing like i get headaches when there's mm-hmm. a storm coming like a real like mm-hmm. the monsoon storms in tucson when we live there i could tell you it's coming like a day before i would start to feel it mm-hmm. because it's a barometric oh, yeah. pressure thing or whatever i feel mm-hmm. the pressure man and um mm-hmm. i started feeling it there and, and we went through snowstorms while we were there and then we went in mm-hmm. may we went in may wasn't it we went back again in May or June, July, May, whatever, July. Yeah, July, it was summer because we went from Kansas City to there. And they had all these storms. And Midwest has this weird storm thing going on. And I know Kansas and tornadoes and all that stuff. But I got sick, like literally got migraines mm. from these storms, like migraines that made me oh, sick. Wow. And Nancy and I got wow. to Wisconsin. We were fine. We were up at the top part, like where my phone thinks I'm in Canada. And I'm like, no, I am mm. not in Canada. There's still many lakes between <laughs> us. But it, like, no, you're, <laughs> you're here. And Nancy and I out on the deck with the dogs and enjoying. The, the, there were deer. It's, it's gorgeous, right? And I'm like, I went down, like, boom, like sick, everything, like just headache, all oh, of it. Wow. And then I look it up. Yeah, here's the storm coming in, and we could see the northern lights. But oh, what did wow. it do? It fogged us in, so we couldn't see the northern lights. And oh. they, they're like they where we were, see the northern lights overlooking this lake all the time. Oh, but wow. no, not for us. Last time we were there, it snowed yeah. in three times. Second time, close to it, but no cigar mm. babies. No. So. Uh. I'm going to try mm. because I, I don't care when you have that opportunity, you stay up, you stay up and you, you, oh, do, yeah. it. you do it. It's a, you know, yeah. as you live there, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing, but 
our country has this beauty, you know, and we need to remember mm-hmm. that. And we can travel to it. We can do it, but it's not yeah. guaranteed. Just like you go to a park well, and you're going to see a bear or something, you, you may not, you know. Yeah, we're very jealous of you guys, all the amazing things you get to see. So it's nice to live vicariously through you and <laughs> oh, hear about all you. of it and see your pictures and all that. So, yeah. Well, okay. Well, just remember, there's a lot of crazy driving in between all of that and a lot of interesting <laughs> language that happens with it. But Nancy's still putting up with me. So I'm lucky. She's still putting up with me, even though she's like, Lisa, you need to calm down. The truckers are going to hear what you're saying. And I'm like, I don't care. Well, you need to, um, you know. If the truckers could hear me, you know, there's a problem. So, you know, but no, it's our country is beautiful. And I want people to remember that again, going back to the Oscars soundtracks and movies and everything. Movies remind us of unity of human people getting together. Mm -hmm. And yes, the, the, the bad things that we do too, but there's always an inspiring message in pretty much every movie. There's something that we can learn from and grow from and the music is part of it and travel for us is that it's it's getting beyond the headlines Mm -hmm. of the news it's getting to meet people from what you would say is the other side and actually having Mm -hmm. a conversation over something we all care about for us it's animals and travel nature so we have this common bond with people as we pet sit and everything across the country Mm -hmm. not a money-making thing check it out trusted house sitters gotta give them a shout out but we mm-hmm. bond with these people of all ages, all walks of life, and we care because we care about the animals and we care about travel. And when yeah. you can walk in over something you can unite over, you have a better way of communicating on other things. It's not always mm-hmm. perfect, oh, yeah. but it's a good start. Mm-hmm. So that's why I said about movies, bring back everybody talking on social media about this and this. Um, don't mm-hmm. drag people down of what they wear, but then sometimes it is funny. Walmart is funny for that, <laughs> uh, rest areas, but it is funny. But it is. People at Walmart don't care. Yeah. Like, they don't care. Yeah. And, and then it's funny. <laughs> then you find yourself looking like them going in there and going, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to end up like that. But mm-hmm. I think the movie things and these kinds of awards, maybe we can look at it in a better light in a way yeah. of unity. That's just kind of my mm-hmm. idea for today. That's my toast. Yeah, Unity. that's a good idea. I like yeah. that. Well, thank you for your yeah. gratitude club. I'm always going to talk about it every time you come on the show. And that's what the show, <laughs> half the show is always about, right? Is gratitude. So thank you for that, John. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Always good having Absolutely. you on the show. Can't wait. Next episode, everyone, we're going to talk more about Johnny's new releases. He's got music under his belt, ready to be busted forth. So bust open that belt. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> He's got a lot of music coming out, and we're excited and can't wait for that. So stay tuned for our next episode. Johnny is here every first Sunday. Go to hearjohnny.com. And on social media, that's the same thing, right, for everybody, to go to hearjohnny.com. Yeah, yeah H-E-A-R-J-O-H-N-N-Y. All my links are there. Follow me on uh, – subscribe to my YouTube channel because videos are coming soon. Follow me on Spotify or, or Apple Music or Amazon Music or Deezer or wherever it is that you listen, uh, Pandora or on all those places. So, uh, He's everywhere. coming soon. Here, Johnny <laughs> Everywhere.com. No, it's here, Johnny.com. Thank you so much, yeah. Johnny. Thank you.
Talk Thank you for listening to Big Blend Radio. Keep up with our shows at BigBlendRadio.com.